Today, Ukraine deals with the fallout from the flood caused by the destruction of the Nova Kohovka Dam. Wildfire smoke blankets New York and other cities. The EU sues Poland and Australia bans the swastika. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday the 8th of June 2023. As we covered on Tuesday this week, a major dam on Ukraine's Dnipro River was destroyed, allegedly by Russian forces, flooding swathes of territory on either side of the riverbank. Alexander Prokudin, governor of Ukraine's Kherson region, which has been significantly impacted by the destruction of the Novokohovka Dam, says around 600 square kilometres are still underwater, and the authorities have at present evacuated nearly 2,000 people. Three deaths have been reported in Ukraine's Kherson region, while Russia installed authorities in the occupied territory on the other side of the bank said five people had died and 4,000 had been evacuated. Both Russian and Ukrainian officials and the UN have said it will take days to assess the damage and that the recovery period will be long. Ukraine has accused Russia of deliberately destroying the dam, while Russia says it was destroyed by Ukrainian shelling. Beyond the obvious impact of the floods, there are fears that the flooding may have dislodged landmines and have taken them downstream. The Red Cross says it had spent months and months mapping minefields, which have now shifted location. In an attempt to show solidarity with his people, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky this morning visited those in Kherson who have been affected by flooding caused by the destruction of the dam. In a post on his Telegram channel, the president acknowledged that there was still a lot of work to do, with him writing that it is important to calculate the damage and allocate funds to compensate residents affected by the disaster and develop a programme to compensate for losses or relocate businesses within the Kherson region. The fallout from the destruction of the dam is likely to continue in the following days and weeks. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. This week, millions of people across North America have faced serious air pollution and murky skies as a result of wildfires burning in Canada. Canada is experiencing a fierce start to its summer season, with hundreds of active fires across the country, 150 of which are in Quebec alone. The drifting of smoke south into US skies has resulted in some disaster movie-looking images of things like the Manhattan skyline and the Statue of Liberty. The conditions have resulted in things like delayed flights, cancelled theatre productions and baseball games. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said, While this may be the first time we've experienced something like this on this magnitude, it's not the last. Climate change accelerated these conditions. Multiple states in the eastern United States, including New York, Massachusetts and Connecticut, have issued air quality alerts and warned people to stay inside, avoid outdoor activity and wear masks if outdoors. In fact, for a period of time on Wednesday through Thursday, New York City had the worst air quality of any city in the world. Meanwhile, in Canada itself, the Environmental Department has issued air quality warnings in many cities and towns particularly in the east as the smoke continues to linger. Officials said on Wednesday that they expected some 15,000 people to be evacuated in Quebec as a result of the fires. The wildfire smoke is expected to continue into the weekend. 
According to Environment Canada, the smoke is more likely to clear as a result of changing wind patterns rather than the fires being extinguished. So that's what's been happening in North America. Let's move and discuss what's been happening with the EU and Poland. The European Commission has launched legal action against Poland over a law that creates a special commission to investigate Russian influence, but which critics say could be used to target opposition politicians ahead of this year's election. It's the latest in a series of separate legal battles between the EU and Poland over what Brussels sees as violations of rule of law standards by the government in Warsaw. The European Commission says it's agreed to start an infringement procedure against Poland by sending a letter of formal notice in relation to the new law on the State Committee for Examination of Russian Influence. The Polish government said it will calmly pass on the legal and factual arguments in this case after reviewing the Commission's concerns. Poland's plan to establish a Kremlin Commission had been criticised by the US as well as the EU, plus the opposition in Poland. Former Prime Minister Donald Tusk led hundreds of thousands at a protest march in Warsaw last weekend. Tusk, who critics say is the likely target of the law, leads the main opposition, which is challenging the government in the upcoming election. The law, as passed, gives the new commission the power to ban politicians from public office if they're found to have acted under Russian influence. Though, amid opposition to the law, President Duda has proposed amendments that would remove this power. By the way, there's a full video about the controversial law over on the TLDR News EU channel. The Australian government says it will introduce legislation to ban the public display and commercial sale of Nazi symbols like the swastika and SS insignia, citing a rise in far-right extremism. Many Australian states already ban the symbol, but a federal ban would cover the whole country and go further by banning goods-for-profit sales. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus said there's been a rise in this kind of violent far-right activity. We think it's time for there to be a federal law which I'll be bringing to the Parliament next week. We want to see an end to the trading in this kind of memorabilia or any items which bear those Nazi symbols. There's no place in Australia for the spreading of hatred and violence. Offenders could be jailed for up to a year and there would be exceptions to the law, for example, for educational or artistic purposes, and for religions like Hinduism, Buddhism and Jainism, whose use of the swastika far predates Nazi Germany. Recent notable incidents in Australia include the presence of neo-Nazis at an anti-transgender rally in Melbourne in March, during which the small group performed the Nazi salute outside the state parliament. The salute would not be included in the new ban, as the Labour government says it thinks that it's easier to enforce at the state and territory level. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss funding for the homeless in Florida. A new surge of funding has been announced from the Department of Veterans Affairs, which will go to the Homeless Services Network of Central Florida. In total, $6.7 million has been allocated to help veterans and their families with everything from housing expenses to medical care and other support. In addition to this newly allocated financial support, the campaign promised to help families receive the support more quickly. Ultimately, the campaign pledged that no veteran will be left behind. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because I explain in the first incarnation of Hot Takes why golf courses are bad in the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing only on Nebula. 
That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like real life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.